This is The Analysis, a weekly examination of the culture in light of truth. I'm Deanna Huff. And I'm Mark DeMoss. Join us as we investigate and analyze the environment of the world where we live. We will be shedding the light of God's Word on the issues. And responding as Christians to influence followers of Jesus Christ to share the gospel with those around them. California conservative groups say their freedoms are being violated by proposed legislation that aims to end the use of conversion therapy. That's a decades-old practice that attempts to change a patient's gender or sexual orientation through counseling. Lawmakers behind a new bill say it's potentially harmful to a patient's mental health. Conservatives say lawmakers are misrepresenting what conversion therapy offers. Going after speech of churches, of religious organizations, counselors, and others, and telling them you can't even discuss this idea of sexual orientation, gender identity, unless it's the view we want you to discuss. You can't question it, you can't explore whether there's other options, or even from the perspective of religious individuals, telling them you can't talk about the moral issues implicated with sexual orientation and gender identity, unless it's the government's approval on it. If approved, the legislation would declare conversion therapy fraudulent under the Consumer Legal Remedies Act. You just finished listening to some news that is out of the state of California regarding their bill that they are trying to advance in their state. In addition, there are several news pieces regarding free speech and the liberties that we have as Christians. And definitely we can see in the news with all of the stories, especially regarding the Chick-fil-A out of New York, the Maya Pompeo story, Bill 2756, Bill 2926 out of California. All of these issues that have been taking place are trying to suppress the truth. And the question that we have to ask is, what do we do in the midst of a culture that is at war over whether or not truth exists? And how do we have the conversation respectfully, not losing truth, not losing love, and stay the course of the mission? Yeah, the, uh, the fact that you know, people like uh, Dr. Piper and others who are trying to raise awareness uh, to what's going on in our world and our culture and this idea that Christianity is under so much attack. I don't think that's surprising necessarily or, or new information uh, for many that are trying to stay aware. Uh, but I, I think the place you have to begin is creating awareness. Like somebody's got to be making the awareness. And so sometimes those people get, get rocks thrown at them from both sides. Obviously those that are opposed to the view that they have are going to challenge them and attack them and attack their thinking. Um, but sometimes even from people who would agree with what they believe will attack their stance and their thinking and the fact that they get out there and try to make a big deal out of this. Uh, and, and they end up sometimes attacked from both sides, but awareness has to be made. The prophet has to exist. And, and mm-hmm. I see those individuals not as Old Testament prophets, but performing a similar function of kind of being this voice for the people to to point out the big picture. Uh, This is what's going on. Don't you see? Aren't you aware? And I think you've got to begin by getting people to be aware because we get busy. We're not sitting around reading stuff all the time. And I don't know what bills are being passed in California legislature unless somebody tells me. Yeah. But when I'm told, and it's something like is being talked about related to trying to control certain 
literature, certain writings, things that would be scripturally based, you begin to go, okay, wait a minute. What happens if they remove the ability to speak truth? What happens if they remove the ability to have this book in a public library or purchased and owned in a home or read in a public setting? Or what happens if my pastor can't get up and preach from any passage of the Bible? What happens? And so it's only in California. That doesn't affect me. No, wait a minute. It does. And so you've got to have somebody make awareness first. Yeah, I think that's so true. And once that we become aware, I think in America we have something unique where we still have the ability to have a voice and to be able to vote on these things. And so in the midst of all of these things, we ought to be productive citizens of our society, making the best decisions, having robust conversations so that we can help persuade toward truth or at least shed the light on truth, right? Right. And respectfully. And earlier we were talking about a quote by John Stott that said, Mm -hmm. Our love grows soft if it is not strengthened by truth. And our truth grows hard if it is not softened by love. I think that that's so important, but it's really a scriptural principle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we're to speak the truth in love and we ought to keep advocating and we ought to keep speaking our voice so that we can train generations in a biblical worldview to be able to have that liberty but you're right it's nothing new and it reminds me of what was happening in the time when the Israelites were going to be going into captivity Mm -hmm. and Ezekiel gets this message from God and he said and it says as for them whether they listen or not for their rebellious house they will know that a prophet has been among them and you son of man neither fear them nor fear their words though thistles and thorns are with you and you set among scorpions neither fear their words nor be dismayed at their presence for their rebellious house but you You shall speak my words to them, whether they listen or not. Mm. And even though that applies specifically to him speaking to the Israelites and and telling them, hey, listen, we've fallen into idolatry. There needs to be repentance and restoration toward the Lord. I think one of the principles that, that come out of this here is the same principle toward our culture. Mm -hmm. And that is, if we have people around us that are denying God's word, falling into idolatry, that are not doing what is right, and even in our own lives, then we keep speaking the truth. We don't fear what people are going to do around us. We don't fear what they're going to say because our audience of one is what matters. So we have to keep confronting ourselves with the scriptures going, what's my purpose here? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you hinted at something really important when you were quoting John Stott. I think we have a danger of demonizing our our enemy, uh, and I'm not talking about the demon enemy, the other humans that disagree with us or that are thinking thinking differently than we are, and they're trying to forward the cause of squelching the Bible or or putting curriculum in schools that would take rights away from parents and those kinds of decisions where they press the state to have more control over our lives than 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 should be there we tend to demonize those people and make that make them an enemy rather than seeing them 
as a mission field and someone that we need to speak the truth, but we need to speak it in love. And so how do I maintain love and yet go and be a voice and speak what's right and, and, and stand for truth and vote for truth and uh, not kind of hide in the sand or sit back and just hope things get better, but actually advocate, be a voice for, for the light. But how do I do that and not demonize the others? And, and I think that's probably just one of my concerns. So often what we see portrayed for us in the news media is you put a person on one side of an issue on the camera and a person on the other side of the issue on the camera, and then they sit and scream at each other for an hour with a moderator trying to throw questions out, right? And uh, that is not the dialogue we want to see. That's what we get portrayed for us constantly. Mm-hmm. This is the way you have to... That is not the only way to advocate for what is right and what is truth. Is just to get across the table from somebody that disagrees with you and then scream at them, hoping to convince them. And you're no way going to convince me. And so... I, I'm thankful for people that are giving us the information and bringing awareness that also show us how to do it in love and not demonize because it's not new and it's not going away. Right. I mean, as much as we advocate and as much as we vote and as much as we try to stand for liberty, we're standing against a tide. And we ought to stand. We ought to be there standing. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. And maybe we'll continue to win a season of that. But we're standing against a tide of evil. And there's going to be there's going to be places that we lose ground, even when there's places we gain ground. And we got to do that with, in such a way that the people that are against us, we still remember they need Christ. Mm. That they're not just... They're wrong, and they want wrong things for us, yes. But we probably won't convince them with argument. Um, But we might persuade them with love. And if they came to Jesus, they'd be on our side. (laughs) And so, you know, we've got to remember all of that, I think. Yeah, I think that you have to have the ability to articulate the conversation and the ability and and this comes from christ right Mm -hmm. Uh, and and i do think you argue your case but argument is not meant like you said in the way that we're seeing it shouting and yelling and this is my side and i'm banging my hand on the table it is i have enough evidence to support my case and i'm so confident in the fact that Christ is who he said he is and that the Holy Spirit is residing and speaking, that love is going to be the expression of that. We ought to be restrained by the Spirit to be able to speak those things so that when we walk away, if their mind is not changed, that we've given them the opportunity to know and see Christ and repent and make things right. And, And that... That really is what we're called to do. You know, Ezekiel was called to speak the words to the people. We're called to speak the words to the people. Right. Right? I mean, what is the Great Commission? It says what? Go into all the world. Yeah. So we're to go into all the world and what? Make disciples. And and that consists of relationships and being able to take these ideas that are in the world and compare and contrast to the mind of Christ Mm -hmm. and say, is is this right? Yeah. Should we be doing this? And then if it's not, then advocate for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Was it uh 
was it Christopher Hitchens and, and Doug Wilson that were good friends, even in the midst of multiple debates over creation and evolution and over truth and over and, and and yet they maintained this respect and rapport and friendship in the midst of they were coming from two vastly different worldviews and stood and argued forcefully for their opinion in public debates. But they could also dialogue at a human and personal level and maintain a friendship. And to me, that's a picture of what we're attempting to do. And uh, we we won't we won't have that level with everybody that we have the opportunity to even debate with, but uh, or discuss things with, or argue our case with. But that's what I would long for: is that my spirit would be such that I could maintain the ability to eat dinner with you even though we really disagree over this issue. Yeah, one of the things that reminds me of is lost people act like lost people, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we shouldn't have this expectation that is unrealistic. We should have this expectation that before we knew Christ, we acted like lost people. Right. And so let's love our neighbors ourselves, share the truth in love, not moving the line of truth, not moving the boundaries of truth, being aware of what's going in our going on in our culture because we we want to be able to have the expression of truth and to be able to share that with others openly and freely. But it's like you were saying earlier, it reminds me of Ephesians 6, right? We're in a spiritual warfare. Yeah. And if we watch war on TV, there's no pretty picture to war, right? Right. right. Um, but there's a preparedness, and yeah. there's an ability. We can put on the helmet. We can put on the belt of truth. Yeah. We can carry the Word of God and be able to extend that to others. Yeah. And being skilled in it, yeah. we want to grow in wisdom to be able to discern and learn and use those things properly. You ought to be workmen who are not ashamed, right? That we, We're ready. We're prepared. Our tools are sharp. Our abilities are sharp. We're thinking. And I think that's why it's important that we have those that make us aware because it gives us a chance to read about it and then to seek the Lord and seek the Word and try to prepare ourselves for those conversations. We probably won't get the chance to, to go and talk to the people that are trying to, you know, bash Chick-fil-A or that are wanting to pass bills in California, but we'll talk to somebody that has an opinion about it. And I want to be able to talk to a, a Christian here that, you know, wants to go and saw California off the country and let, let it float into the ocean and get rid of all the crazy people in California. I want to talk to that person and go, time out, wait a minute. Okay, there's people and souls that need Jesus. And I want to talk to the guy that's going, well, yeah, I, that's right. They need to stop suppressing people and making people try to be religious. I want to talk to him and go, time out. Let's look at what the truth really says. And let's think about the even the practical implications of you really want to limit free speech? Like, you think that's a good idea? Because uh, I don't want to limit free speech if they're saying things I disagree with. I, you ought to have free speech so you can say that. If I limit your free speech, mine ends up getting limited. So, so time out. Think through practically what you're saying. about. So I want to be able to have the conversation with both of those people and, and remind truth on both sides and love on both sides and We'll have those conversations. We'll have the opportunity to have those conversations, even if we're not 
at the forefront of the political arguments. Yeah, that's right. And if you want to find further information on some of the news articles that were mentioned today, we didn't go into detail about them, but you can look up the title Open Season on Christianity and the Constitution, Dr. Everett Piper. You could look on the ERLC and be able to get news updates and political things that are going on in our country. And most importantly, that these people are ones who are trying to examine the culture in light of Scripture and determine which way is the good way to walk in. And Christ left us with everything that we need to be equipped and be prepared to go out and to share the gospel with others. We can see that he said, we pray for our enemies. And so we need to keep in mind these ideas while we're speaking the truth. You've mentioned a verse of scripture, uh, passage of scripture from uh, the book of Joshua, uh, book of Judges, uh, Joshua speaking as he took over mantle leadership and the refrain of be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. That's a good word for us today and, and to end with. We exist in this culture. We're facing things that are not new to us, but we have been given the ability to be there, be the light, be the salt, uh, speak for truth. We just have to be strong and courageous and do so.